Hello and welcome to episode 422 of the Veg Grower Podcast. My name's Richard and I am trying to grow all my fruit, vegetables and herbs in my allotment and my garden. Now coming up today in a slight change to what I had planned, we're going to be talking about the chicken lockdown that we find ourselves in and what we can do to keep our chickens entertained. But first let's find out what I've been up to over this last week. It is Thursday the 4th of November 2021 today and it's been a day in the garden today. Now, what have I been doing? Well, I did a bit of weeding, just clearing out some of the beds and all the bits that I've stripped out have been thrown on the lawn, which I then ran over with a lawnmower and just gave the grass a bit of a tidy up, which, you know, I, I quite enjoy mowing the grass and it tidies things up. But more importantly, all my weeds and everything else gets chopped up and thrown in a compost bin to make compost which as you know is a big thing in the gardening world but then I turned my attention to the Christmas dinner bed now this is a bed that I was planning or hoping to try this year to grow all our Christmas dinner vegetables in it's not been a complete failure what's happened the carrots and the parsnips they're doing fine the peas were in there earlier they've came out and we've got those in the freezer so we've got carrots parsnips and peas ready for our our Christmas dinner but the next thing that I have in there potatoes I mean the potatoes have grown really 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 well and they kind of swamped everything else out which is why we haven't got many well the Brussels sprout plant is tiny and I doubt it's going to produce any Brussels sprouts we'll keep an eye on it but I, I, I don't think it's going to do anything but the potatoes they have done pretty well they, they grew huge the plant just swamped everything out and uh, it's it's pretty big but the sarpomyra the um, potato plant themselves has completely died back and so I harvested all the potatoes that I had from there and I've got a good amount of potatoes I've still got the King Edwards to go so probably more potatoes than what I will need but um, never mind that because I think we're going to do okay with Sarpo Myra's anyway. So in terms of potatoes, we've done really good. We're going to have plenty of roast potatoes for our Christmas dinner this year. That is what I've been up to today. It is Friday the 5th of November 2021 today, bonfire night. And I'm on the allotment. Now, I came down here this morning with uh, my little puppy, Roxy. And I took Roxy, first of all, on a walk around my allotment plot and the entire allotment site, or half of the allotment site, I should say. Now, when I was walking around the plot itself, my plot, I noticed a few things. First of all, the garlic planted about two weeks ago, that's pretty much all germinated and looking fantastic. So that's looking good. So we got a garlic off to a very good start and hopefully that's going to continue to do well onions which were planted last week couple have been pulled up which I quickly popped back into place but a couple and only a few at the moment have germinated probably about five percent I would say so that's not bad that's off to a good start which is ultimately what we want to hear and what we want to see so what this means now at won't be today at some point though I can start mulching these in order to try and reduce the weeds um, and and hopefully produce a better garlic and onions 
I've also noticed that with the cold weather we've had recently, my butternut squash plants have started to die back. The butternut squashes aren't quite ripe, but they're nearly there, so they're going to be harvested fairly soon, probably next week, I'd imagine. And the green manures, the facilia and the mustard or the, the winter mix, they were growing quite well and seem to be doing nicely. So off to a good start this season. Now, what about what have I actually done? Well, I came down with a list of things that I wanted to tackle. First of all, the elder tree. Now, this elder tree is going to be gone this winter. So it's going to be a big job to get rid of it all completely. So what I'm doing, I've put my hedge trimmer and I've just pruned it back to tidy it up and make it look a bit more presentable. And then I've just cut away a few of the branches to start reducing it down and start basically disposing of it. I'm going to try and do that every few weeks. That being said, I didn't just use the hedge trimmer or the chainsaw to prune that back. I also used the pruners that I'm testing out for this month. And I've got to say, actually, it's done a pretty good job. Now, just in front of that tree is what is going to be my shallot bed this year. And that I covered with cardboard a couple of weeks ago and I placed some pots on just to hold the cardboard down well I had a couple of big bags of compost which I've now placed on top of that and almost filled it completely I've just probably got one more 100 litre bag to go to complete it but that was about two-thirds full and in well half of that bed I've planted out some golden gourmet shallots now I've struggled to get shallots this year. I managed to get these from Wilkinson's for £2 a packet, but they do seem in short supply this year. I'm not surprised in some ways because I had a bad year with shallots this year. Usually I would have saved my biggest shallots and popped them in for next week, but next year, sorry. But that didn't happen this year because I just did not get enough. Hopefully next year I'll be able to do that, but uh, at least I've got the Golden Gourmet in. I'm going to have to go to a garden centre when Amanda gets back and see just what we've got house to use. Then after that, I've cut down my sweet corn. Now the sweet corn had died back and pretty much had gone. I got a, didn't do too badly for sweet corn this year until the birds or whatever attacked the sweet corn and I lost all my corn which great shame because I, I thought we were going to have a good year of sweet corn but the, the branches had died back, the plants had died back and so I've cut those down to the ground level and what I will then do is cover this over with cardboard and compost ready for beans and peas so yeah off to a great start I think and it's all getting ready for this growing season right that's what I've been up to today down on the allotment It is Saturday the 6th of November 2021 today and it's been a day at home. Now, mainly concentrating actually on my greenhouse again. This greenhouse is really starting to come into action in the sense that this is becoming where everything is going to happen. So what I've had to do today 
Tomatoes are still in here and still growing. In fact, I can see a couple of tomatoes I'm going to have to pick in just a moment. So all the time it's still doing its thing. I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to make the most of it while it is still here. But the first thing I had to do was fill up the water butt that I keep in here. Now that was fairly easy. I just pumped water from one of my outdoor water butts straight into here left it to do its own thing and once it was full turned it off. Now the reason I have a water butt in here is obviously I want a supply of water in here that is at the same temperature as the greenhouse and in here I also have my irrigator flow pro uh, automatic watering system I've mentioned this before and that just waters everything for me which saves me a lot of the work. Now that is full, so that should keep us going for quite a while again. But what I've also had to do in here is bring in some of my tender plants, my bananas, my dahlias. These are all a bit tender and although the bananas are hardy, I prefer to bring them in here just to make sure they get through the winter. So now they're in here, they should be protected. The larger one, the one I've had for a while, would definitely survive the winter in here. Probably survive outdoors now, but um, I'm not going to chance it, really. Now I've also been checking over my cloches that I have outside and making sure they are ready to go. We, As we're moving further and further into this sort of uh, winter period, and something that comes up quite often is about using cloches throughout the winter period. And I like to make sure that mine are ready to go and a lot of my stuff will be grown under the cloches or in the greenhouses over this next few months. So they are all cleaned and ready for action. Right, so that's what I've been up to today. Just a, a short, quick update. It is Sunday the 7th of November 2021 today. I've been down on the allotment most of the day actually and it's been a busy one to say the least. Now uh, what were you done today or I done today? In the corner um, by my small shed, in fact this was probably planted, one of the first things I planted when I first took on this plot. I pull in there a hazel tree a cherry tree and a Kingston black cider apple tree and I'll be honest I haven't really paid them a huge amount of attention over the years we had a few hazelnuts we've had apples and we've had cherries so they've produced but they have become a bit sort of lost in each other and a bit overrun so what I've been doing today is pruning them back really it is the wrong time of year to start pruning we're coming up to the right time of year, but these were still in full leaf, and cherry trees are more a summer prune anyway. But the apple tree and the hazel tree are certainly able to do over the winter. The hazel tree desperately needed doing. It needed coppicing. So I've cut off pretty much all the branches down to just a few inches above ground level. Now this has given me something that I've always wanted to do with this hazel tree. It's provided me with hazel sticks that I can use next year to grow beans up. So what I had to do, I took all these branches, I trimmed all the small branches off and I've kept all the long, straight, thick branches, put them in a pile where hopefully they will dry out over the coming season and then next year we can pot them in the ground and start to use them as bean growing sticks. 
that was a hazel tree. The cherry tree, I gave a very light trim just to get it underneath sort of head height because the inspections are coming round and it was getting a bit tall. And the same with the apple tree. In fact, the apple tree I had to stake back because the stake had broken and it had flopped over and it was almost going onto the road. So I, it needed a drastic haircut. I've I nearly, I was a bit worried about doing the apple tree in all honesty because I do like this particular apple tree and I had to prune so much of it back to get it back under control. But I kind of went with the, in, in the end I just said to myself, it's got two choices, it either lives or, or dies and if it dies I can always replace it. So um, yeah, I pruned that back quite hard, I was brave and uh, hopefully... It's tidied it up and it will come back next year. So we'll keep a close eye on that and see what happens. Well, I think it is time to head on home for our tea. I think Roxy is getting hungry, as you can no doubt hear. So, uh, yeah, that is what I've been up to today down on the allotment. It is Monday the 8th of November 2021 today and I'm in my podding shed now. I've had a, another tidy up in here. I'm actually changing things around again. I want to really replace the shelf in unit I have in here. I built this last year when I built this shed. But I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with it. I just think I've got too much stuff that is lambered on there and it's not tidy enough. So I'm thinking I'll rip it out and rebuild it and re rejig it now I've done it. But that, that's beyond the point. What I've really been doing is in, I've sown some lettuce. Well, actually I sowed that last night. But I've been in here and I've just been sweeping around because I try and keep this tidy. Well, that's the idea anyway. I try and keep it tidy. But um, it's easier said than done sometimes. And and a lot of stuff just gets ends up everywhere, doesn't it? It gets really, really annoying. Anyway, that is this week's diary section up to date. Now, please do let me know what you've been up to in your own allotment, your own garden over this last week as well. I'd love to find out. I'll be back in just a moment in the studio where I'll be talking about our chicken lockdown. But first, I'm going to run a commercial break. <music> A few months ago, I launched the VegGrow Podcast Supporters Club. Each month, I send out a gift pack of a collection of seeds to sow each month along with a newsletter. I also produce behind-the-scenes podcasts or videos providing club members with extra content. And we are constantly adding extra features to improve the club. It costs just £5 a month and current members tell me that they have found that the seeds alone are value for money. This also helps me keep the podcast and the website running and more importantly, it helps me encourage and inspire more people to grow their own food. Now, if that sounds like something you are interested in joining, then head over to the vegroundpodcast.co.uk to find out more. But if you want to support the podcast without becoming a member, we also have merchandise available on the website, including mugs and t-shirts. Or leave a review on your podcast service or share this podcast with others. It all goes a long way to help supporting the VegGround podcast. Well, having the time off work this week has, I felt, 
added a lot more productivity to my week, especially in the diary section. Nice to make use of a sunlight, although it's getting very dark very early now. But one thing I didn't mention in the diary section, because I'm saving it for this main subject, is a situation that seems lately to have came round every year. And that is what I call the chicken lockdown. From 5pm on the 3rd of November, Great Britain entered an avian influenza protection zone. And this is to stop the spread of avian bird flu into our poultry and for it to go on and affect humans, which can happen. And what this also means is that by law, if you keep chickens, if you keep quail, if you keep any poultry or any birds, pigeons, canaries and budgerigars, any birds like that, we find ourselves that we have to take biosecurity measures. This means we can't allow our chickens or our poultry or our, our, our pets to have any intermingling with wild birds. So we can't let them free range like I would normally let them do. We, we've got to try and stop any wild bird poo entering and coming into contact with our birds. We've got to keep a very close eye on the health of our birds and make sure that they are not displaying any signs of avian bird flu as well. And we should really be washing our shoes and disinfecting every time we enter the chicken pen. If you want more information, the government website actually has a lot of information on it to go and find out. And I will add a link in the blog post for this episode to check that out it goes into quite a bit of detail including what you should be looking for and all the real hard information that you need to know if you keep any birds but what i thought i'd do because this is not the first time that since keeping chickens that we've gone through this i've kind of learned a few well i've learned what i have to do to be honest so what the first thing i I always do now is that the birds my chickens my quail they are kept in the run they are not allowed to free range which I do not like I've got to say I do not like the fact that I have to keep them in the pen the only good thing I can say is that I have allowed the chickens to have quite a large pen so that they do have plenty of space that they can call their own Roxy can't get in there, foxes can't get in there, and wild birds certainly cannot get in there either. What I also do, I've placed a tarp over the top of these chicken runs, and everyone I've had in the past has had a tarp over the top during this time. That way, any birds flying over, we do get a lot of seagulls, so it's a good chance it can happen. They, If they end up pooping in flight... It's not going to go inside their pen. It's going to stay away from my chickens. So that is the the two main things I find for keeping my chickens safe or my quail safe as well from wild birds. Last year, I actually had my chickens on the grass and they, the whole, what is it, four months, they were on this grass in the same patch because we couldn't move them around. Before that, we would move the birds around quite regularly, but, but we can't do that now. They stayed in the same patch, but that grass still hasn't grown back. It's still an area that I can see where the chickens was. We've moved them since then and they've got this 
own corner of the vegetable patch area now so that's okay uh, they're not gonna leave us without any grass but because they can't get to grass which was a big part of their diet we're gonna have to start supplementing it with fresh greens so i like to use something like lettuce i have grown in my veggie pod and my veggie gardens cabbages that sort of thing i'll just add them in with the into the run for them and that'll keep them supplied with fresher healthier food for them as well but what the biggest problem i find during this time is that the chickens particularly not so much the quails but the chickens they get bored don't blame them either i wouldn't like to be locked in the same place for a long period of time without the chance of being able to get out especially in the case like my chickens they used to being able to go and roam around the garden they can't do that now so boredom is going to be the biggest issue so this is where now as a responsible owner i have to think about how i can keep my chickens entertained what I do, I hang mirrors and I hang CDs up inside the pen. Now, what this does is the mirrors, it makes the, the birds think oh, there may be another chicken in there with them. That, that gives them something to talk to. And you actually hear the chicken squawking and talking to a mirror. But the CDs, what that does is catches the sunlight and creates like a rainbow effect over their pen and in other places. And that really does entertain chickens. I see them staring at this light for long periods of time. If I've got any compost, I might throw that in there as well into their pen so that they can go through it. They can search out any bugs and that just adds a little bit more entertainment. But added to that, what I also like to do, if I've got an old pot, like, like quite a large one or any size one, the plant has died, but you've got that root ball, I guess, that, that compost that is still, you can pull it out of the pot and it's still got the shape of that pot. I also throw that into the chicken pens anyway. But I add that because what will happen is that the chickens will start to claw at it and shred it into pieces they're looking for bugs again they're giving them something to do that they like doing and it's using their natural instincts to hunt for bugs added to that we can also buy compressed hay blocks which are quite entertaining as well again same sort of thing to that root ball they shred it they're looking for bugs they're looking for food again they're fairly cheap to buy and if you can get one i would recommend it as well Something else I like to do is hanging food up. Now, I've got a, a container. It's like a ball that contains their corn. And when the chickens tap on it, some corn falls out. That keeps them entertained as well. And it encourages them to hunt and scratch around the ground as well. But added to that, I also I hang up their fresh greens quite high so that they have to jump for it so this could be a, a cabbage or sweet potato or lettuce quite high that they have to jump up peck on it and try and get the lettuce again gives them that entertainment and also added a bonus of giving them some more exercise of course there should be an outdoor perch all year round which i always have in mind as well but one final thing that i like to do to combat boredom is if I've got an old pumpkin or a squash, I like to drop it on the ground so it splits and then I'll add that back into 
that pen as well. Again, this is a similar th sort of thing that I've said earlier. It gives the chicken something to rip apart and look through, and especially if it gets covered in bugs. They love that because they get more bugs, more protein, and they just have a lot of fun. Let's not forget pumpkins are also a natural wormer for chickens. So when they go through that, they're also helping their internal side as well. They're getting a bit of healthy, nutritious worming for them as well so win-win in my opinion now that's just a few things that i do to try and combat boredom during this period of lockdown now the final thing that i'm going to add but i can't really do this with my chickens is that we should be disinfecting our shoes every time we go in and go out of the pen the idea being i just if i could i haven't got a walking type pen so i can't do this and that's the only reason why i don't do this but if i had a walking pen i would have it that i have a, a washing bowl just outside with disinfectant in i stand in that before i go in and then off i go in and i know i'm not going to be carrying anything on my shoes like I say, I don't do that because my pens are too small for me to fit in. And so I have to do it all from by on my knees and from hand. The other thing that I tend to do when it comes to cleaning out the chickens. Now I like to clean out my chickens on a weekly basis anyway. If they're in the run, I will close the door to the coop. And I tend to do that about one o'clock, two o'clock in the afternoon. And then I clean out the coop. Now, I do it that late in the afternoon because then I'm sure that they're not going to lay any eggs. And I close the coop so they can't get back into it when I have the back open and then they can't escape into the garden. Pretty logical, I know. But again, I thought this is about how I deal with dealing with lockdown because normally when I clean out the coop, they're out in the garden. I haven't got to worry about them escaping. I think that kind of sums up everything that I do to deal with chicken lockdown it's not a pleasant experience but it's even worse for the chickens and it's one of these things that it won't be the last time it will come around next year i can pretty much guarantee it and probably every year after but if anybody has any other ideas of how they keep their chickens entertained i would love to hear about it as well you can email me richard at vegroundpodcast.co.uk you can visit the website at vegroundpodcast.co.uk leave a voicemail or leave a comment on the bottom of a blog post and of course you can find me on social media just search for the veg Grail podcast on things like facebook twitter instagram youtube you name it i'm probably on there if i'm not on there then let me know and i'll be on there well thank you so much for joining me this week we will be back again next week with uh winter protection is the subject i'm looking at next week so until then please take care <laughs>